0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everyone's doing pretty good. Today is the 18th, I believe, of February. And I wanted to talk to you about how God keeps on blessing us and how God keeps on opening doors for us and how God keeps on showing up for us and the favor that God has given us in every situation, and every aspect of our life. I hope you had a great week. Uh, My week was really great. Very productive. A lot of fun. Um, Zanel's doing well. Torian's doing well. I'm doing well. From what I know, my friends and my family all around the globe, they're doing well. So I am grateful for that. This morning, I talked to you about God's divine favor and how God allowed me as an individual to go through some things within the last couple of weeks. I learned, most importantly, I don't regret anything that I had to endure in my life, but I've learned through my experiences and I've learned to trust God even more. I've learned that God will never leave me nor forsake me. This morning, I reflect at six o'clock this morning of God's divine favor, of God's divine love, As I was talking to someone, I said, wow, it's been two and a half years since my mom's been gone. And I could finally say deceased without tearing up. I could finally say, well, my mom's in a better place, even though I knew that as my mom or when my mom passed away. But sometimes it takes a while. The brain takes a while and we take a while emotionally to get back into alignment to where we should be. And um, that's life. That's life. It happens to us. It's things will happen. Good things will happen in our life. And there are things that would happen that we have no control over, right? We have no control over the weather. We just have control over what we wear when it's cold or when it's warm. But staying on topic, I talked to you this morning about God's divine favor, about God's divine love, about God's divine grace and his mercy. If I reflect back, and this is going way back to 11th grade, my mom and I went to visit this school called Keene University. And as we were driving back, I think my mom must have been tired, or maybe she had things on her mind. I don't know. But I remember saying, hey, mom, this truck is coming. And I'm assuming my mom heard me. But this truck ended up hitting us. There's a scar that I have on my right arm that... um, some coworkers used to tell me, well, listen, what happened to you? You know, is that a gunshot? I'm like, no, it's not a gunshot. I don't know. <laughs> but it was from the glass that punctured my arm. I ended up getting a tetanus shot at uh, Paul Kimball Medical Center. And I say all that to bring this into you. I could have been paralyzed. I could have been dead. There could have been brain damage. There could have been neurological damage, which affects your speech, which affects your movement, which affects your everyday living. But when I think about the goodness of God, that's just one testimony. I could tell you another testimony when I was driving back with uh, an ex-boyfriend at the time. And he fell asleep behind the wheel and hit a lightning pole. And there was glass all over my leg. I had on a dress at that time. And there was glass everywhere. And I could think about, wow, that lightning pole could have went right down into the vehicle and probably split me right down the middle. It sounds very, very graphic this morning but sometimes we have to get graphic and and get grateful we have to get graphic and say if it wasn't for God's favor we would be dead this morning I reflect on how good God has been to me and how God has taken me through all the, the different traumas in my life there are some social workers that they talk about trauma and they talk about ways to get over trauma we all had our own trauma we all had our own things, we all had our own stuff to navigate through through Christ this morning. I just want to remember the goodness of God on a Saturday morning. I just want to remember how good God has been. I never want to forget the things that I've gone through. I never want you as a listener, whoever you are, to forget the things that God has taken you through. It wasn't your luck, I don't even believe in luck. I don't even know what luck is i I would have to look up the definition, but I either believe that you are blessed or you're cursed. God is either either blessing you and you thriving and you growing and you shining and you're shining bright like a diamond, or there's some stuff that's going on where God is maybe saying, Hey, you know. It's not your time and you feel as though you're you're being cursed. It's not your time to be married. It's not your time to buy a home. It's not your time to work for the federal government. It's not a time for you to be a father, a mother, a grandparent. It's not the time. You can't rush God's time and say, well, God, I, I wanted this so bad. No, you didn't because you're not ready for it. You'll get whatever you're going to get and mess it up because you, you, and I were not ready for it this morning I look deep inside deep and I do self-reflections I say God you didn't have to do it but you did and I think I said that and mentioned those words on a previous podcast this morning I think about the families that have to go through bereavement it's not it's not the easiest thing it's not easy without God you won't make it Without God, if you have to bury a loved one, a father, a mother, a child, a sibling, a relative, and you don't know God, those memories, uh, those things when you close the casket, I was sharing with someone about maybe about three weeks ago when I closed the casket when my mom passed away. I mean, I had dreams about my mom. Sometimes I asked God to dream of my mom, and I had some really sweet dreams. But my mind's got to drift back into how good God's been to me. How good God has been to me. My husband lost his mom 2008 Christmas Day in the same state of North Carolina. That's, That's a traumatic experience. I won't tell his story because that's his story if he decides to tell that. But even for myself, as I was in the hospital, I was thinking... God, you got to be kidding me. How did this happen? Why did it happen? Today, I remember that God gives life and God takes it away. We don't know. Some things our human mind, ladies and gentlemen, will never know. We'll never understand why someone doesn't like us. And I'm here to tell you, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because most people that don't like you do not like themselves. They look in the mirror every morning and they're like, bleh. And while they're saying, but they want to make your life a living hell. Because they don't like themselves. But if you love yourself, I'm not talking about arrogant and you hoity and you thinking that you are the best thing since macaroni and cheese and oxtails on a cold winter day. That's not what I'm saying. You love yourself and you say, God, I am created with purpose. I am created to worship you. Without you God I am nothing. Without you I am a broken vessel. Without you I am messed up. Without you I am unbalanced. Without you I am unstable. But well, with you God I am balanced. With you God I am stable. With you God I'm I'm walking into your anointing. I'm living my life. I'm I'm thriving. I'm growing. I'm graduating. I'm grateful for everything because, again, God did not have to bless me with anything. God didn't have to bless me with two eyes. And I wear glasses, and guess what? Sometimes I get so annoyed because they get steamy, and I have to remember to put them on as I get older. You know, um, my stigmatism increased. I'm not increased. Decreased. It's gotten better. But what if I was born without any eyes? What would my mom and my father do? What if I was born... With one leg, what was what if I was born with half of a body? God allowed me to have a healthy life, and every time I begin to complain about something so trivial or something so something excuse me so minute, God reminds me that is nothing to complain about. Sometimes I complain about. I said, "Darn, I miss our house in California. I miss our beautiful." spacious kitchen kitchen, excuse me, in the island and I could walk around and, and I can cut up my vegetables and I can make my shrimp ceviche and my nacho dip I could put on this counter one of my friends reminded me it's a house. You can get another house that we have, thank God. No, sixteen forty is gonna be hard to beat. But it's our job as, as people to not to get back to what we were, but when you have a certain quality of life, you enjoy that quality of life because you've worked hard to get to that point. If I were to ask my mom, which came to this country in 1989 as a registered nurse, I'm sure she had a goal in her mind that, you know, she wasn't going to struggle and she came from a family of 11. She was the fourth out of 11 children. Her mom and father were together until, until they passed away. Like, you know, I'm sure she's heard arguments with her parents and her siblings and, you know, things like that. And again, I don't tell my mom's story because my mom is deceased and out of respect. I can't tell all of her trials and tribulations, but I can tell mine. Because I'm the person that's telling you, or or expressing to you how blessed and how honored I am that God allowed me to to be here today and to be healthy. Most importantly, I tell people money doesn't mean anything if you're not healthy. If you're not healthy, mentally and physically, that doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter your money, whether you're a millionaire, whether you are the best athlete in the world. If you don't have your health, mental, physical, spiritually, you are not okay. But when you can say, I do have my health, and I do have the things that I need to have, and I do have the resources to be a blessing to someone else, do that. Because sometimes we never know how our blessing can be a blessing to someone else. I know that God allowed certain things to happen and I cannot change that as I approach the 44th chapter of my life I have two friends that didn't even make it to 40 they didn't make it I they are not here with me today I'm not there with with them and they them are in heaven or their spirits are in heaven or however that works today I ask you to live your life like you are in heaven, that you are happy, that you are rejoiceful, that you are grateful, that you are humble, that you are kind to others. And don't get me wrong, very, 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 very often you meet people that are so wicked. W-I-C-K-E-D. They are wicked. They are wild. They want to fight a war with you and you really have to do your best to put that in the back burner as I was telling some students this week you're a senior now and your job is to go forth because high school is supposed to be a, a practice for what's in the real world amen I graduated high school in 97 finished ultrasound school in 05 finished another degree years later finishing another degree this year. And I want to finish another degree in the next couple years and, and see how far that my education can help someone because it's really not about me. Like it's not about me. It's about God, Zanel, Torian, my friends and my family. And let me just put this out there that my friends are like family to me. I take my friendships Seriously, anyone that knows me, I am a very serious person. Most days I joke sometimes, but life within itself should be a moving progress to success. You should not live your life every day where you're you're so down and you're so bitter and you're so you're so heartless. You hate people like girl, boy, bro, sis, whatever. Get yourself together. So you can be an impactful individual to others. I was sharing with someone that every day I ask God and would I meet someone that I can make an impact or someone that can make an impact in my life? Because again, it is not about me. I've already lived 43 years. Zanel's only 10. Amen. If you're in your 50s and your 60s and your 70s and you're listening, then you are already 10 years old. You are already 20, 30. You're a grandparent now. It's for the generation that comes after me. That's the beauty of being a teacher. You get a chance to see the improvement of students. You get a chance to see, wow. You know, like I asked a student, I said, what are you going to be doing this weekend? And it touched my heart. And he said, I'm going to be working on bringing up my grades this weekend. And I said, you are so studious. And I meant that because he could be doing anything else. Could be hanging out, making wrong decisions. But he's taking what he's doing seriously. We don't know his struggles, right? I don't know his struggles. I'm not looking at his his profile. But that's what matters. Those grades in high school, They matter. When I graduated top 10% of my class and I was able to go to uh, Keene and University of Maryland at Eastern Shore and whatever schools, Youngstown, whatever, what if I wasn't accepted into any school at all? <laughs> like, my grades were so horrible that I couldn't I couldn't go to any school. Like, I would have felt bad, right? This week also, I had an opportunity to to um, a student, checked her email, I'm assuming, and she was accepted into a university and the tears filled her eyes. And I was almost tearing because I'm thinking, I remember when that happened to me and what a beautiful feeling it is, right? To apply to a university with your friend, your buddy that you've probably known all your life or half your life, whatever, or at least since you've been stationed in North Carolina or your parents have And you get accepted into the school that you wanted to go to. That's like marrying the person you wanted to marry. (laughs) Different, you know, similar. But what about people that have to settle? Like you have to settle to work at a job. You have to settle. I have already, I was sharing this with some students and I will share this with you. I have already done my time. Saturdays and Sundays are for rejuvenation, cooking, church, fellowshipping. I do um, two meetings. I do one every Sunday at like seven. And I have another meeting that I have once a month. So I'm busy and it, it's productive. It's, we learn, we talk, we, we don't bash each other. There's enough negativity in the world to share. But let's bring some positivity. Let's bring some grace and some mercy This morning, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to let myself go and start my morning. I want to tell each and every one of you that I love you all with the love of God. Whether I talk to you every day, whether we talk every six months, whether we talk every other day, that I want you to know that God's favor is upon your life. That's why you are here today to tell your story of how God allowed you to make it over the mountain, you didn't make it over the mountain to just put on Instagram. Yeah, I'm all that. I made it. Stop it. But you made it over the mountain to help someone else. God bless you. I love you. I hope this day brings you happiness. Pray for me as I approach my weekend. Um, I don't go back to work until Wednesday. I have some schoolwork to do. I think an not an exam, but it's a quiz. Um, another assignment to submit. And I just plan on enjoying this weekend with some, you know, my family and eating some good food and going to Cheesecake Factory, the best place in the world to me to eat. Hopefully it's pretty good. So that's what I'm going to be doing, just enjoying my time away, doing some self-care, spending some time with my family and and touching base with some of my friends that I've been so busy that I wasn't able to really touch base with them. And they're probably glad that I'm not calling them because I... I'll talk to them forever in a day. God bless y'all. Y'all take care. Take care. Bye. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone's doing pretty good. Today is the 27th of February, and I hope that you are excited about um, all the great things that are happening in your life. I hope that you are at peace with everything. I hope that you are at peace with everyone. This morning, I bring you greetings from Jacksonville, North Carolina. What an excellent birthday I had. What an excellent time I had to reflect on the goodness of God and all the things that God has done for me and my family. The the gifts were amazing. The, the food was amazing. The ambience was amazing. Just knowing that 44 is going to be amazing as well as I spent the day working and um, hanging out with my family after that, it was just the most delightful birthday. If you had an opportunity to give me a shout out on Facebook, I thank you so much for that. I thank you so much for taking the time out to do that. And I'm just super excited about where God has taken me this morning. I'm just super excited about the great things that God is doing in my life and in your life. I don't concentrate on the things that are negative because I realize that for me as an individual, that I do have a spiritual calling on my life. And with that all being said, that that spiritual calling sometimes is being attacked. So I don't I don't talk about the things that are negative. I talk about the goodness and the mercy of God and all the things that God have done for me and all the blessings that God has given me through my hard work, through my times of trial, through my times of pushing through this morning. Amen. So this podcast is is called Lord. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say that you are my, marvelous. You are great. You are all that and a bag of chips. As I was telling the students, you are bomb.com. You are Bombay and you have over exceeded my expectations about where I thought that I was going to be in life. As I think about, as I walk across the stage on the 13th of May, and I could have walked across the stage in in May of 2018, and when I graduated from ultrasound school, we didn't have a graduation for whatever reason, but as I remember all the times and all the nights of studying and writing papers and, and even rewriting a paper if I needed to, I think about how God has given me the strength to do so, Amen. If you're in a, a point in your life that you are thinking about, hey, do I go back to school? Do I continue taking this trade? God, what am I supposed to do with my life? I'm gonna ask you this morning that you look up and and know that if you look up to the hills, with which come at your help, your help does come from God, Amen. There isn't anything else that you have to do in life except number one, worship God, and number two, I believe, get your family and your household together, and I. I think it's a tie for... Get your education because even if, even if you are educated as a doctoral degree or whatever degree that you are aiming for, whether it's an associate degree, a bachelor's, a master's, that you're still going to need God. You're still going to need God to show you favor. You're still going to need God to pave the way. You're still going to need God to complete the task. That's what I believe. You listeners may believe something totally different. I don't know. I don't know everyone's belief, and that's none of my business. But Melissa' belief is that even. Even though as I continue this path with this class in social work, that God's going to direct me into where I need to be, whether it's criminal justice, whether it's uh, law, whatever that may be, whether it may be counseling, whatever that may be, that God is going to open up a way for me. As an individual to make an impact, not only here in Jacksonville, not only here in North Carolina, but an impact internationally, globally, because I do believe that God is making a way for me where the voice that I speak and the anointing that I carry will be all over the nation. That's what I believe. That's my personal belief. You might say, hey, Melissa, well, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You, um, Whatever. That's your belief. I'm talking about my belief. My belief is personal to my perspective. My belief is personal to what I believe. We know that there are things in this world that are happening. We know that there are things in this world that will continue to happen because it is written and it is stated in Revelation. If that's what you believe. Again, my belief is personal. So, God, I thank you this morning, and I worship you as I listen to this music. God, and I know that you're a good father, and I know that you've promised to take care of us. You've promised to take care of Melissa, Torian, and Zanah, the people that live and reside here. God has promised to take care of you, the people that, yourself, and the people that reside in your home. And if the if there's no one in the home except you and your your puppy or your cat or your skinny pig or whatever that may be, let that be so. Because things keep on happening. I don't get myself wrapped up in the news too much because I just don't. I I just kind of you know go to work and take care of Zanel and. Assist Torian if he needs help in anything. Most of the time he doesn't. But we're at a point now in our life that we ought to say we see the things that are happening. We know the things that are happening. We can feel the things sometimes for those of us that are spiritually in tune with God. We can feel the things Before they happen, because we have a spiritual eye that we can see something. Sometimes you feel in your gut, in your spirit, the Holy Ghost is what I call it. Your intuition that something is off. Sometimes you may feel like someone is off and you can't. You cannot pinpoint it. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, that's what you were trying to tell me. That's what you were trying to inform me of. I'm to the point in my life, if anyone knows me personally, whether that's a friend, whether that's my family, whatever, someone I used to go to church with, whatever, someone I used to date, whatever, that you ought to know at this point in my life, and I hope that you can realize that I'm really going all the way with God, I don't have a choice, because I made up my mind. Before even coming to North Carolina, I made up my mind even before moving to California in 2019 that I will bless the Lord at all times. And my praises, the praises that I give to God ought to be in my mouth. Did I go through stuff in California? Yes. We went through um, moving. Torian was deployed in April of 2019. I'm sorry, 2020, COVID happened, okay, COVID is still happening, people, I don't know if they're still dying from COVID, I don't know, many federal employees were, were mandated to report, um, to report on site one day out of the week because of COVID, don't, don't come on site unless you have to be on site, we don't even want you, want you on site, then COVID, um, Kind of, you know, the red zone, the green zone, whatever. It was like almost like a pack of Skittles. One week it's this, one week it's that. And I remember while Torian was on deployment, it was Zanel and I living in Riverside County, and I was thinking, well, am I going back to work? You know, what am I? The main important thing is Zanel. It's not my job. I can get another job. I cannot leave Zanel. By herself. I can't leave an eight, nine year old by herself and go, go to work an hour and a half away. And somebody would say, Well, why'd you buy a house so far away? Because that's the house we wanted. And that's the house we bought. That's the house we like. That's the answer. Because they asked, Oh, well, why'd you buy a house? Excuse me? It's not a, wait, what? I'm more concerned of why are you asking me a question that has nothing to do with you? Because my job is replaceable. Obviously, someone else is doing it. And obviously, someone else is covering for me. The government gave me 90 days. And, you know, because that's what that organization gives you to find a place and to find a job in a federal system. And for me, I'm grateful to be back in the federal system. It's a very unique organization. But it's not my life. My life belongs to God. My life belongs to my family. Our daughter, Zanelle, Torian. I try to help out some friends when I can, if I'm in a position to. That's about it. That is my life. But in all of that, I will continue to, number one, bless the Lord, That that is my job. It's not my job to know what you believe in because As we learned at Liberty University, your belief is your personal belief. And as an American, even if you're not an American citizen, as someone that lives in America, that's between you and God. I am not here, and my personality is not to persuade you into believing God. That's not what I do. I will tell you about the goodness and the mercy and the grace that God gives you. But whether you believe in God or not. That is on you. The Bible says that the one that I've read said that every knee shall confess and every tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you don't believe that, I'm not going to talk to you till my voice is, is hoarse. No, I'm not. Because I'm already talkative, quite talkative. Sometimes, more if I'm really upset, I'm very talkative. Certain times in my life, I have to stop and realize this is not going anywhere but what i won't do i won't stop praising god no i won't do that because i owe god my life now do i go to church every sunday no i didn't go to church this past sunday sometimes i need a break from church and sometimes i need a break break from church folks too because it can be tasking, and they can be tasking, and the things that they are going through can be tasking. And sometimes I have to say, Whoa, I don't want to judge anyone, but whoa. So when I start saying that, I start to peel back a little. Because people are different, their perspective. There was this gentleman that I used to work with. He was the boss. His name was Jim Wooten. And he said, you know, Melissa, I was about 25, maybe 26, about 20 years ago. And he said, you know, Melissa, you know, perception is a reality. And I'm like, okay. He was right. My perception of God is that God is merciful. My perception of God is that he's great. My perception of God is that he's taking care of me. If your perception of God is nothing that's between you and you, and God, if you think that you came here from animals and monkeys and science, I am not here to change you. If you are a listener and you've listened to my podcast, you probably do have some spiritual bearings. But my podcast is here to tell you what I believe, not what you should believe. I'm here to tell you about the goodness And the mercy of God and how great my birthday was. (laughs) And it was the best birthday that I had without my mom. And I had to keep focus that, God, you're great. Because the night before for about five minutes, even less than five minutes, I felt a little sad. And I was like, "Mm, I got to push through this feeling because I wasn't going to sit up in the bed and cry. No, I'm not going to do that today. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that to my psyche because I've done that already. I've done that over the summer. So what I've decided that my mom is deceased, it might sound a little harsh to to someone, and my mom is not coming back. This July is going to be three years, and I haven't seen my mom in the physical say hey to make me some curry chicken and some oxtails and some cabbage and some plantains. Haven't seen that. So for me, the reality is, is that my mom isn't coming back. I have those memories in my heart that I would cherish. When my mom first passed away, I was like many times I was like, Oh, let me call my mom. Oh crap, I can't call my mom. The mind is a real sensitive, it's the most sensitive organ, a part of our body. And if this is not together, we are not together. I have to keep my mind together because what God is going to do in my life is magnificent is wonderful, as we say in German, is wunderbar. It's great. My human mind can't even, my human intellect can't even understand where God is taking me. Are you with me this morning? You ought to know that your human mind can't even understand the power of God. If you think God is great, God is greater. If you think God is a protector, he's protecting you. Every morning I walk, Part of me, every morning I walk around my vehicle, and I assess my tires. That's what I do. What you do is maybe you get in your car and you just go. I don't know. It's none of my business. What I do is I get up, I meditate. I have to meditate. I have to pray. I have to read a Bible verse. I have to get my mind in a peaceful state because I'm dealing with a lot of different things. In the world. And I refuse. I refuse to talk about anything that's negative. No. I refuse to be around anyone that can't communicate properly because they're going to get on my nerves. So I just either have to say, have a blessed day and know how to communicate, and please don't talk to me again because they're going to irritate me. Doesn't mean that I'm abnormal. No, they're abnormal. Because if you're an adult, you are supposed to know something called effective communication. You don't communicate as a two-year-old. You don't communicate saying pull, and you really, like a a baby, if you think of a a toddler, they don't say words, they point. I studied education, and I also had a toddler at one point, which is now a preteen. Zanel. so babies that are, before they can, before they can talk, Their brain is developing. That's why they say if a child is learning a new language, it's better for them to learn it at a certain point. If you're at a point in your life, and I say all this, let me me peel this back. If you're at a point in your life and you can't worship God and you feel convicted by your sins, maybe you should stop sinning. But if you are feeling great in your life and you know that it was only God that allowed you to be here today, I think you ought to give God a, a Shabak praise. I call it Pentecostal. We have a certain demeanor about how we praise God. It may be unorthodox to someone else, but that's between how they praise. I can't tell you what to do. But for me, there are times in my life that I have to give God a butt praise because if it wasn't for you, I would be dead. If it wasn't for you, I would be sad. If it wasn't for you, I would be depressed. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be married. I would not be a good mother. I dag on shore wouldn't be a good friend. I dag on shore wouldn't be working for the federal government. No, because even within that entity, it could be a lot of different things that you're like, hmm. And if you want to keep your job, We had to get the COVID vaccine. Some people did and some people did it. Some people went through uh, religious exemption. I can't tell anyone what to do with their body because that's the body that God gave you. So if you do it, if you don't, if you get the booster, if you don't get the booster, that's on you. Has nothing to do with me. What vaccination do you get? Excuse me. So I'll leave you with this. I'm going to get ready. It's 5.37. I had a blessed birthday. (laughs) I had a blessed day. I plan on having a blessed week. I plan on having an amazing Monday. I plan on having an amazing Monday, a tremendous Tuesday, a wonderful Wednesday, a terrific Thursday, a fantastic Friday, a super duper Saturday, and a splendid Sunday. I'll leave you with that. Have a blessed day. You take care. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope everyone's doing pretty good on this wonderful Thursday. Today is the first Thursday of March. And I bring you greetings from good old Jacksonville, North Carolina. Hope you and your families are doing fantastic. Pardon me, my voice is a little uh, raspy this morning. Um, I think it's allergies. I'm not really sure, but it's not anything serious. This morning, I talked to you about the importance of saying no. The importance of evaluating any situation and realizing that when a situation is unhealthy, when people become toxic, when you bring yourself to a point of self-affliction, you have to almost say no to yourself. From an inter-perspective, we're going to dig a little deep this morning. Many of us, including me, have gone through various things in our lives. And we have gone through things from birth to present. If anyone listens to any of the Anchor or Spotify that I've done, we realize that I've been through my own certain things and we realize that I talk to you from a perspective of social work. I talk to you from a biblical perspective. I also talk to you this morning from a personal perspective. I'm here to help you. I'm here to to help you live your life better. I'm here to, to live my life better. To realize the importance of saying no, and sometimes you you feel as though you know you you have to save the nation and you you have to save the world and it is your job to help everyone else. It is your job to to save the world, as I was talking to a dear friend of mine, which is A sister in Christ, someone that I've known since I was probably uh, 12 or 13. We broke it down and we talked about the importance of being a yes person. Like, you know, you have to please everyone. And I wouldn't say that I'm a people pleaser, but I would say to a certain degree, I feel bad for the world. I feel bad for people that will never, ever, 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 ever feel bad for me. As I was sharing with her, I was saying that I myself was born in the West Indies. And I was born in the Caribbean islands. Where life is either, it's either rainy or dry season. And then the rainy season, the tropical Fruits and vegetables begin to bloom. And in the dry season, the weather is a little warmer. I'm here to tell you this morning that it is important that you yourself say no so you can bloom. That's deep right there. You, whether your name is Cousin Skittles or Shaniqua or Rob or Bill or Beth... Or even Melissa, it is imperative that I myself realize that importance of saying no. I spoke to my cousin yesterday and we kind of broke this down and he said, Hey, cause you know it's not like I can't help everyone I whether it's family or friends or a neighbor or whomever, sometimes it's liberating to say no, and there are some people that... They've had more practice than others in saying no. Some people, they'll tell you no before you even ask a question. Nope, I can't do it. Before you can even finish your thought process of what what you're going to do and how you're going to connive them into your own manipulative thoughts, they already know and see you coming. So they already said no. I'm here to share with you this morning the importance of you blossoming and and blooming into your next level and the importance of you yourself uh, saying no. It is not your personal responsibility to save the world. And I like to tell people that my own biological mother said no to me many times. I don't think she really cared about my feelings to a certain degree and maybe no she didn't want me to hurt be hurt or die but the answer was no it was an affirmative no and I would uh, remember and I can laugh about it now it wasn't funny then that she would say you can cry blood but the answer is still no and it sounds real rigid and it sounds real rough and at that time it felt rigid And it was, Richard. But it was that tough love that that saved me. It was that tough love that allowed me to realize and penetrate it. And still, even in my mom, physically not being here, it still penetrates that the answer was no. Now I have my own child with Torian, my husband, and, what I struggled with, as I was telling a registered nurse back at Brook Army Medical Center, is the psychology of it is that I struggle with saying no. So is 5'5". She's taller than I am. And she is healthy looking. And the reason that she's healthy looking is because there are two incomes and there's always been two incomes. And praise God and I'd like to have my own debit card and my own pending deposit and so there isn't a reason really financially for me to say no for example there's a friend of mine that is a single mom and she puts out these I don't know what it is really I, I don't know if it's a petition for help because she couldn't buy her child things. And I was thinking, well, that has to be. Got to be a pretty low point to get to that. Moving forward, she had to tell her child no because of financial restrictions. Growing up as a child, my mom never really told me no because of financial restrictions. Because my mom was in a single, in a, in a certain bracket of income. We thank God for that income moving forward for me. As I look at myself and I do a self-reflection this morning, like I do every morning, I realize, Melissa, why didn't you say no? (laughs) Why didn't you say no to the person that you know you wasn't going to marry? Why didn't you say no to the job that, you know, you probably would have hated and you did hate it. Why didn't you say no to the people that called you for gas money? Maybe I felt bad for them. Because I know how it is not to have gas money. I know how it is to be negative 500 every two weeks. Melissa Clark knows how it is for a parent to say no. Well, one of the reasons that I'm still in school is because I didn't say no. I didn't say no to the unwanted relationships. I try to help everyone. And I felt bad for everyone. But when I look this morning, as I sit downstairs and listen to this music with raindrops, many people have said no to me. And it is time that I myself do myself my own favor and say no. No to the negativity. No to the drama. No to the gossiping. No to don't call me for, don't call me for money. It's one of my pet peeves. For those of people that don't know me, it actually irritates me. I cannot stand it. It makes the hair on my chin, if I had any this morning, stand up. No, you figure it out. You figure out how you're going to fix your own problems. You figure out how you're going to pay your own bills and you figure out how you're going to take care of your own children and you figure out your own problems because most of the times we created our own turmoil. And this podcast may not make you, you know, uh, hoop and holler, whatever, but it's uncut, but it's going to help you. No one pays for the podcast and the knowledge and the experience. And I'm here to tell you that I don't need your dollars today. I don't need your 50 cents and your, and your quarters and your... I don't even need your amens. But what I need you to do is to look at yourself. And look at yourself in the mirror. And say to yourself, no more abuse. Woo! No more neglect, no more looking busted and disgusted, no more self afflictions. Come on for my people in the back and to the side of the church, no more confusion in my mind, Jesus, and no more believing everything you hear on the news. No more because half of it, I believe is a fabrication of the very truth. No more being with people that's not on your level. It sounds arrogant. Nope, they arrogant. Because how dare they think they could be on your level when they haven't even done what you've done to get where you are. No more. This morning, we look deep. This morning, we take a deeper look into ourselves to realize that we ought to say no. They can't be in your circle. Woo. No, they can't come to your events. No, they can't come to your house either. And maybe I will connect. Because I disconnected Facebook two days ago because I was irritated. And I give myself breaks because I know myself. And I know when I get to that threshold, it's time for me to say no to the drama. I don't need anybody to like my Facebook pictures today because when I look at myself... In the mirror. I really like what I see. I really like the scars of my life. And it reminds me to keep humble. Come on somebody. It reminds me that. Yay do I walk through the valleys. Of the shadows of death. That I Melissa E. Clark. Will fear no evil. Because God you are with me. And I can't say yes to everybody. Because most people that I've given to. They would never be in a position to even give me a cup of water. They would see me dying, taking my last breath. And they would say, pull the plug. I'm here to tell you this morning that if it wasn't for the goodness and the mercies of God saying, yes, Melissa, I will give you another chance. Jesus. Jesus. You, Melissa, deserve a little bit more grace. I will be dead. (laughs) I may even be paralyzed after the car accident when I was about 17 or 18 years old. I would still have a 350 credit score. I would still be in that broken relationship maybe might have been divorced, might have had 15 kids. I don't know. We don't know what we don't know. But I rest assured this morning that I am a a child of God because Jesus Christ has said yes to me. This morning, if you are listening to this podcast and if you are listening to it on Anchor or Spotify, you, yes, you ought to say yes, Yes, God, I surrender all. And I'll sing a little verse for you because I feel inclined to. I surrender all to thee. And it goes a little something like this, and I may be off tune. I surrender all. I surrender all. all to thee, my blessed savior. I surrender all, Jesus Christ, Yahweh whatever you call the higher power that looks over you gave you a yes he gave you another chance this morning on february the 2nd of 2023 at 5:40 eastern standard time to say yes I had to say no to my flesh. Oh, that's deep. I had to say no more. (laughs) No more giving up on myself. And no more kicking my own self in the back. And no more PTSD. And no more flashbacks of my personal trauma that I caused on myself. And no more, you know, uh, not doing the right thing. And. And no more, you know, trying to be sneaky, and and no more trying to, you know, you can't serve two masters all your life. And but I decided that I will be on fire for God, and come what may, when Jesus Christ comes back, or when I transition from my earthly shell, that I will wear a crown. And I told one of my friends months ago, I said, if I pass away, would you play this song at the homegoing?" And he said, Melissa, why would you say that? The Bible says we don't know when Jesus Christ is coming back. And we don't know the hour and we don't know the day. There isn't any philosopher. There isn't any shrink or whatever they call them, that can predict when Jesus Christ is coming back. but I do believe that when Jesus Christ comes back that I Melissa E Nazza Harley Clark with the E at the end, that Jesus Christ will say, Melissa, you have done what I've told you to do. And you have given when I asked you to give. And you have poked back when I said no. And I refuse to live my life in hell. No, I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm going to live my life according to how God called me to live. And if it's one thing, rest assured... That no, my biological mother isn't here today and I'm okay with that. And I cried last summer in the bathroom and I cried on my way to work and I cried on my way home. But I refuse this morning that even though my biological mother said no to me, that I have said yes to Jesus Christ a while ago. And no, I'm not perfect. Yes, I go off on people as needed because they need to hear it. And yes, sometimes I have a Trini accent because I'm already aggravated. And yes, I have flaws in my personality and I do have my own personality. But I have decided that come what may and you don't have to like me and maybe I don't like you either. And that's fine with me. But I have decided that come what may that I will praise and I will bless the Lord and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. And as the tears roll down my face this morning, I, Melissa Clark, realize that I gotta say no a little bit more. I have to say no, I can't do it, even if I have it. And it may be a lie, or it may be a small white lie, or whatever black lie, or purple lie, but I need to realize that I, I told somebody the other day, I like to look at my Navy federal account and I like to look and say, well, I wonder what happened. And even though, even though you may think I'm a millionaire, and I do know that I am one in the making, because ain't no way on earth that I've gone through hell from birth to present, and God wouldn't bless me, and he wouldn't sprinkle some favor upon me, and he wouldn't say, Melissa, you have done what I've called you to do. Yes, people don't have to understand me, and I'm here to tell you that I really honestly in my life have come to a point in my life, uh, that if they don't understand me, that's probably better for me, and if they don't like me, and if they don't send me a cash app to say, sister Melissa, you have sold into my life, uh, and I just want to be a blessing to you, because you have blessed me, I'm here to tell you, I don't need your cash app, uh, according to what, check it out, I'm good over here, and I will be good, (laughs) for the rest of my life. Because I have decided that in this house, 105 Cypress Bay, that God is at the front door. And I don't spend a lot of time outside because you got beetles and bugs and I don't do nobody's beetles and bugs. I don't do anybody's dogs, horses, skinny pig, guinea pigs, nothing. That is me. And I'm working through that. But I'm here to tell you. This morning that you ought to look yourself in the mirror and you ought to pat your own back and say, God, you have brought me from a mighty long way. And I had to say no, I had to say no to my own flesh and I had to say no to the the things that I see that was reoccurring. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. This is happening again. Well, it must be me. Because I learned through the DSM and even prior to that, that a narcissistic attitude never blames themselves. I know we know a couple of people like that, and some of us might be like that ourselves because we never look ourselves in the mirror, poor things. I remember when my husband was deployed. (laughs) Oh, God. I looked myself in the mirror and you might say, it it sounds weird. That's your business. What you do is what you do. What I do is what I do. Amen. But I had to look myself in the mirror and said, you're going to make it. When I had to listen to the bombs in the background and my husband had to say, Melissa, I got to call you back. I got to go. We got to go low this time. And I didn't really understand because I've never been deployed and I've never served in the United States anybody's except Department of Defense. And today I'm proud to say that he made it back home. (laughs) I can't tell his testimony, but look up Torian, K. Clark, Navy, Neptune, New Jersey. And sometimes he says to me, Melissa, you talk about me more than I talk about me. And I said, Well, H.O. 1 Clark, I'm so proud of you because you didn't have to come back, but you did. God could have said, Yeah, I'm calling you home. And he reminded me, he, Torian Clark, reminded me that obviously I have an angel assigned to me because if I didn't die in Afghanistan, in Argoon in 2010 and I made it back in 11 and I said he said to me Melissa if I don't make it back the military will take care of you and I I looked him in the eye and I said what no you making it back Like, like I'm not trying to be a widow like how do I live life wait a minute what How do I live life without Torian? Moreover, how would I live life without God? So I'm here to tell you, I survived one of the most tragic summers, which was last summer. I had to dig deep. I had to call some of my friends and breathe. They probably had to breathe breath from New Jersey and... They probably had to say, Lord, would you touch her? And I'm here to tell you that though he slay me, yet have I trusted him. And I'm going to trust God more than I trust myself. I'm going to trust God more than I trust anyone that lives at 105 Cypress. And I have decided that there is a time to say no. COVID is not over, but people, pardon me, COVID is not over, but apparently people still not coming to events because of COVID. To me, just say you don't want to come because you don't want to come. I mean, whatever did that do? But we thank God for you. You and you. We thank God for. Everyone around us. We know that we serve. An awesome God. Without God we are zero. We would never be a hero. Or a shiro. With God. I'm going all the way in. I don't have time. To play patty cake. I don't have time to. Have a pity party and say, girl, they didn't call you. They didn't call you because they didn't want to call you. They didn't care because they don't care. I mean, and at this point in your life, you ought to look yourself in the mirror and say you've made it this far. God bless you. I hope this podcast was a blessing to you. I hope that you are blessed and know that you are living life here on earth and it's tough sometimes and you'll have to cry sometimes and you'll have to scream and kick But it's up to you. My dear mom used to tell me life is about choices. And boy, if I can have one more conversation with Mother Phillips, I would say you was right. And I would say, Mom, I know you're wearing that crown. And my mom is with the angels. My biological father. Is still living in London. I have a few spiritual fathers, maybe one or two. They know who they are. And they mean the world to me. I don't know if anybody got the email, but don't mess with my friends. Don't mess with the people that live in my house. Because I'm going to have a problem. And yes, I am saved. And I am Holy Ghost filled but just stand down. God bless you. May the Holy Spirit encamp around your day. May you find peace that passes all understanding. And may you know that you are not made in a lab and you're not made I don't know what they're saying now and you can't be cloned and you can't be duplicated but what you can do, <laughs> and what I tell Zanel, what you will do, you don't have a choice but to do well in school. Your mother and your father are biologically here. You don't got no stepmother. You don't have a stepfather. And if there's one reason <laughs> I decided to not walk away, when I wanted to walk away is because you ought to experience the blessings of what it means to have your biological mother and your biological father living underneath the same roof. And you ought to know that through my own trauma, <laughs> Prior to meeting Torian, I had no desire to be a mom. I didn't feel like going through the pain and the suffering and I was just gonna adopt me a little baby and hang out with them and eat VIP kitchen for my Lakewood folks. But Zanelle is a blessing from God, and I'm so glad that Torian and I decided to conceive Zanelle in December of 2011 in San Antonio, Texas, and she's growing up to be a beautiful flower. People say she's a mini-me, and I'm like, Lord Jesus, somebody bring me some oil from New Jersey immediately. y'all take care. Bye-bye.